Are we in the uh, in the studio? Yes, we are. We're in the control room. Oh, this is nice. Why don't we do this? Can, give me. A, can you give me a like? What am I looking at? Give me like yeah. a, a virtual tour here. We can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we are sitting in the Grant Avenue Studio control room. This is the main console, right there. The um, MCI JH five hundred C kind of blanked there for a second i've only said it 400,000 <laughs> times <That's funny. laughs> uh some monitors and the, the mains and then you can see out onto the live floor there that's uh where you've got uh you know basically you know one of the the great things about the studio here is that everybody can see each other with isolation like even with acoustic isolation so you can actually i don't know how well it'll come across on the camera but uh well, i mean i'll take you for a walk out there if you'd like but you've got um You've got a drum booth, you've got a live floor, and you've got uh, like a, an amp booth or kind of vocal booth, whatever you want it to be, and everybody can see each other. So um, we've got racks here, which are not on, and there's not a coffee cup sitting there. You didn't see that. Thank <laughs> <laughs> um, you for a quick walk. Yeah. We've got sort of the front entrance way here where we've got... Uh, you know, some nice shiny things on the walls nice. and uh, pictures of people who have been here over the years. <clears throat> um, kind of some more of that as we go down. Where are you guys? Uh, where are you guys calling from? We are in Toronto. Oh, OK. Yeah. So just down the street. Just down the street. That's right. Um, I actually just moved here from Toronto in August. OK. Um, Studio, yeah. So long time Toronto man. Um, this is uh, one of the ISO booths. Yeah. So we mainly use that for guitars. Um, we had a, a little a little session yesterday, so we're still set up from that. Um, but uh, yeah, I've got an array of pedals, a couple different cabinets, uh, two mics, and the original Neumann M49B from the World War II era for anybody who wants to be super nerdy. Wow. Um, we have, let's see, just some more guitar amps. We have the Johnny Cash brick here. It's the, uh, the black brick, which was, uh, colored in during the Johnny Cash session because the blue apparently clashed with his scarf. And so we, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't cleaned it. It's, uh, it's staying like that forever. Um, we've got the, uh, the piano here, the Yamaha C C7. This is um, from the early days, from the Lanois days, and I'm sure you can't see it on the screen, but there's chips on the keys, and those are from Brian Eno playing it with hammers. Gee, so. Of course. <laughs> of course, right? He also broke a knob on the console in the control room. <laughs> uh, and uh, every time I use that channel, Brian Eno. Um, this is the drum room. We normally leave the kit set up. Uh, and Mike, uh, again, there was a session yesterday and the guy brought his own cymbals, so it's kind of torn down at the moment. But um, that was one of the uh, the Lanois philosophies back in the day was having the, the idea of house sound. So um, uh. we're kind of reinstating that idea of house sound. Basically, is the idea of having everything set up and ready to go at all times so that uh, you can just plug in and, and let when inspiration strikes, you're not having to mess around with cables and, oh, let me hook this up. Let me hook that up. If somebody wants to come in, they want to use the house kit, the house kit's mic'd up. Let's go. House sound. 
right? Nice. So, yeah. So, um, this so is great. We'll, Thanks for the tour. Yeah, no problem. I would have, uh, I would have cleaned up a little bit more oh, if I'd known doing this, but have. hey, work in progress, man. You know, <laughs> that is fine. Okay, we're we're going upstairs now. We're going upstairs. Yeah, some more uh, stuff on the walls there. One of my personal favorites, Samani DeFranco. There. Okay. So yeah, she did a she did two records here. That's a beautiful color. We've got some Daniel Lenoir and some Brian Eno on the wall here. Yeah. Um. So. Now, has Daniel come by recently? We haven't seen him. Okay. Um, we have seen uh, Mark Howard and David Bottrell have been both been by, who were both apprentices of Daniel's and went yeah. on to do their own, you know, have their own great careers. Um, David's actually a, a friend of mine from from previously, so it was kind of cool when this, you know, when this all happened. Uh, yeah. Because uh, he, I mean, this is where he cut his teeth, right? So Mark, Mark is famous for like finding sounds and setting up interesting set up yeah. in other homes how like what did he think of the setup now yeah he, he he liked it i mean we we hadn't changed much actually when he came by it was actually um spontaneous we weren't expecting him we were getting ready for an open house it was early days we hadn't really done much it, it pretty much looked the same yeah. and uh he just showed up mike was out in the parking lot raking leaves and Mark Howard pulled up. He's he happened to be in town. He was looking for a place to do a book signing for for the book the his latest book. Yeah, about, was it the coffee oh, table oh, book, the photo album book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, recording icons and creative spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, he was just started chatting with us, and uh, we asked if he could do the book signing here. So we did. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's very cool. So this is this is one of our. Um, additions to the place this used to be an office but is now an artist lounge so we've got kind of just instruments hanging out we've okay. got uh, playstation and books and magazines and just kind of a place for artists to come and unwind and, and just uh you know if they're sick of listening to a snare drum being uh tweaked for a half an hour they can come up here and hang out and yeah and write or uh you know do whatever okay. um, so this is Doug Smith. Hey, He's our newest addition to the team. He's uh, currently changing guitar strings and doing some setups. Stuff. Very important work. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And we've got uh, Wall of Wall of Guitars up here. So wow. Um, and some more over here. Um, this one. This Martin is tuned to uh, Nashville tuning, which means the three bottom strings, the E, A, and D, are actually tuned an octave higher than normal. So when you when you play it, it's got this weird kind of like light kind of shimmery sound. And um, oh, nice. that that's was a Gordon. Yeah, and that's a that was a Gordon Lightfoot request. He uh, so Gord did his last four albums here, um, and uh, he specifically, you know, had. Uh, Requested that guitar was set up in that configuration. So that's one of those things like the Johnny Cash brick. That's always going to stay like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's that's that's the Gord guitar. So nice. Um, so this is Studio B. Uh, I was just up here doing some work, so it's a little bit messy. But um, we've got a couple of mics, uh, Neumann and a Shure, And we've just basically got a workstation here with a few high end pieces of gear. And it's uh, it's more of a uh, like a mixing and an editing suite. So, you know, okay. nowadays a lot of mixes are done in the box, 
Um, so we'll do a lot of that kind of work up here. And it also serves as a, um, you know, a more affordable option for people who can't, uh, don't need or can't afford to, um, you know, work in the, the, the main room downstairs. Uh, nice. And we also rent that out to independent uh, producers who want to come in and just bring a laptop or bring their files and uh, do some work. So pretty cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Thank you for the tour. My pleasure. Oh, signed picture of Bono. We're not exactly sure the story behind that one, but uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stuff here that uh, you know. It's it's a matter of figuring out you know what the story is. So there's been a lot of detective. Yeah. Uh, down child and then we've got this is kind of the the entrance area where you've got three out of four of the gordon lightfoot records that were done nice. here um there's a u2 unforgettable fire plaque um some strings were recorded here okay uh, crash test dummies which uh bob doidge worked on all right uh, so like that yeah, and my personal favorite, we have about four Raffi albums that Daniel. You're Lamb kidding wrote. me! <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm. Uh, yeah, so that that was a real trip finding out that he did <laughs> Raffi here. No. Flashback to our childhood. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So yeah, nice. Nice. Hey, well, and and here's Mike. Here <laughs> you go. I'm Mike. I'm Mike Bruce. Uh, I'm one of the owners of, of Grant Avenue Studio, one of the new owners of Grant Avenue Studio, historic music studio in Hamilton, Ontario. And uh, I'm Andrew Lozon. Uh, I'm the uh, head engineer and producer here at uh, Grant Avenue Studio. And welcome to the music. First of all, thanks for the tour. Uh, that that was fantastic. Wasn't expecting it, so thank you so much for that. I've got I've got a bunch of questions in okay. my head. You know, last the night bed. we're watching <laughs> we're watching the Grammys. You know, we're watching you know all these fantastic artists, uh, and it was really one of the cool things was there was a lot of you know uh, I'm a huge Joni Mitchell fan, and I was this close to tearing up. Uh, mm -hmm. watching her perform, you know, I'm not expecting her to hit all the notes from her original, but right she at the did. end, she was about to come out of that chair and, you know, she was just belting it. it fantastic. Um, you know, Billy Joel, I thought his new song, you know, sounds so classic, Billy Joel. Um, and then you had, you had some of the new stars uh, as well. And so my, my, my first question is, you know, we, we hear a lot of, you know, to talk about, you know, these musicians, these artists making stuff at home, uh, pro tools, people have been using that for many years now. Um, you know, we've had uh, Mark Howard on our show a couple of times, telling us stories about, you know, just going down to like Louisiana and, you know, finding a house and setting up the studios there, uh, having, you know, everybody come in and, and record. Um, and then obviously, you know, you got the Grant Avenue studio. What's, and, and I guess, Mike, the question is to you, because, you know, you're one of the guys that, you know, said, I want to be, you know, I'll, I'll participate in this project. I'll, I'll be one of the owners. Mm -hmm. well, what is it about the studio? What is it about music today, the industry that you thought, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to, you know, put some of my time and some of my resources. 
Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, buying a music studio in 2023 maybe not the soundest investment, but you know, it comes from a lifelong passion, and you know, we we all came up as musicians, and um, you know, I, I kind of found my way into film and television for the longest time, and and now you know, it cut to 20 years later, and I have a son who's uh, you know 19, and he was just finishing high school, and you know, wants to get. He's been you know kind of like a bedroom producer for the last six years, and. Uh, you know, it all culminated in, in you know, at a time when, you know, he was, we were thinking about set post-secondary education. He wanted to, he checked out all the music schools like, you know, Fanshawe and OERT and all these. And, and just at the exact same time, um, a, a guy that I work with in in the film industry, uh, he was like, "Listen, I, you know, I, I'm I'm a part of this this grant thing." And and um, Bob Deutsch, who who was you know kind of the originators with the Lanois brothers, and then took over from them, ran it for the past forty years. He's like, you know, it's 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 kind of time, you know, like I want to start winding down and and you know looking for somebody to take over. So it all just kind of came together and. Uh, and it was like, okay, well, you know, instead of spending the money on going to going to post secondary education, why don't I call my good friend Andrew, who's a genius and genius behind the board, and uh, we'll just we'll get into this studio, and and I'll get Andrew to mentor Tyler, and and we all get to you know this this amazing playground uh, sort of thing, and we get to keep the lights on in a in a historic you know uh, studio like it's. You know, we're pretty sure that we've we've done the research, and we think it's it's now the oldest consistently run studio in Canada. Oh, um, sure, yeah. So you know what I mean? It's there's just a lot to it. Um, so that's you know, it, it was because of all that. So like, the idea is if we can if we can keep the lights on and you know uh, save this place and yeah. and you know get to do what we need to do and everybody you know fulfills their their creative you know outlets, then that's kind of that's what it's all about. Yeah, and and I guess with with your your background, Mike, you know, in, in TV and everything else, there's there's op- opportunities. It's not just a place for bands to come and record. You could do like a bunch of stuff. I'm guessing. Yeah, uh, out of here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I it, you know we want to get into live streaming and you know podcasting, you know all that sort of thing and. Um, you know, there's, there's been talks about, you know, potentially putting together a documentary on this place and, and, you know, just Hamilton in general and the, yeah. the history, um, sort of things. So, and, and then, you know, we, yeah, if we, we can get into some ADR work and, you know, maybe some, some scoring and, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, it all kind of ties together and, you know, again, 2023, you kind of got to do whatever you can to get dollars to the door just to stay yeah, alive. Absolutely. How, uh, I don't know, like, was, was a bunch of stuff redone? There's just amazing along the wall behind you guys going up the staircase. Um, gold records, albums, you know, just people that have impacted music, not just in Canada, but globally uh, mm-hmm. as, as well. How does it, when you come in every day to work, Andrew, mm-hmm. um, you know, does it, is it, is it, yeah, yeah, I know these guys. Yeah, it's it's the same record you see over and over again. But like maybe the first time you walked through, like, did it hit you? Like, oh shit, I'm, I'm we're gonna work here now. <laughs> Still does, absolutely. You know, and it of course you you go somewhere every day and and you. You know, you get used to it. This is the environment, but it's still, I, you know, I still often at the end of the day when I'm just kind of kicking back and 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 unwinding, you know, I'll just look around and, you know, the sense of awe has not um, been lost on me. It hasn't. I mean, it's obviously not as intense and you know crazy as as it was at first, but it still it still hits me on a regular basis. And I yeah. think of, you know, 
it's still kind of sinking in that we're a part of this now, you know, because this is, this is much bigger than, than we are or anybody for that matter. And, and the fact that we now fit into the, the history of this place in so far yeah. in a small part and hopefully over time in a you know in larger part it's, and it, uh, it hits you at the weirdest time like yeah. you'll be sitting here just kind of looking around like you know after after a long day or you know whatever the case is and then you just you think of a canadian band or like a you know it's a, anything it's like oh my god like those guys recorded here and it just it kind of yeah. it kind of come you know comes over you again and again and again you know what i mean it's it's like the history is just so rich and deep and and so connected like you said globally it's like it's a little mind-blowing so every now and then you you just get these little twinges like oh my god like like that's where johnny cash stood you know what i mean like you know and even bands canadian bands like the spoons recorded an album here and like Mm. oh yeah um, yeah it's just yeah it's yeah. it's crazy and you and you get the history runs so deep too like yeah. you, you come in and there's obviously you talk to bob and amy king who was the engineer here with bob for you know the last 20 years and they of course have there's so much that they could tell we're able to tell us about the place but then you go down in yeah. the basement and you see all these tapes and, and you're like well they never told us about that and then you get people who come in who have history here um, you know, we talked about David Bottrell earlier and he, he was in, you know, maybe about a month ago and he hadn't been here in, here in years. And he just, you could tell it just, he just went down a wormhole and every room yeah. we walked into, he had just so many stories, so many of which we hadn't heard before. A lot of women. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, and, and so many people have come through who all have their own, you know, unique experiences with the place. And yeah. Yeah. It, always so cool to hear that because so much and be just being in hamilton now meeting people who are connected with this place like so many people in the scene are yeah it's uh it's really cool that's Absolutely. amazing when when you showed me uh andrew that um that m42 mic mm-hmm. um it's it sort of i i, I don't for, for i don't know why but it sort of reminded me of you know neil young is on this mission to like you know improve sound the sound that we hear on uh, on through through streaming through our phones or you know when a CD is put out or a vinyl you know he says I, I want people to hear what it sounded like inside the studio when we were making it and I want to the question I have Andrew is you, know, you got that mic you got the console behind you that you said you know Brian Eno's got a a button there that he that he you know messed up and you showed yeah. me the piano that is you know uh, scuffed up and. Mm-hmm. You know, in today's society, generally, you know, you, you it's like, ah, this is broken. Let me throw it away, hmm. you know. But it seems that in music, um, in, in sort of places, you know, studios like yours, it doesn't matter how well this equipment is. There's, there's a sound that is able to come through that that almost can't be replicated anywhere else and well, for those people best artist a little bit broken <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. hey, isn't the best gear <laughs> that's, there right. that's yeah. true um, so, but what well, you just you just described the concept of house sound what we were talking about yeah earlier. yeah like uh, for, for those <clears throat> people that are listening to the show like explain you know explain what is what is house sound and why are you know like the board behind you that i don't know how old it is um but why things like these like the world war ii mic no, nobody would think what 
just go to Long McQuay to get a new one. Like, what is it about these these uh, these unique pieces of equipment that why are they so important? Why are they so interesting? And what do they do for the sound? I, th I think it's twofold. I mean, I think there's a sound to vintage gear, like if especially if it's a really nice piece of vintage gear, like a, a, a original Neumann M49B, which is considered by many to be the best vocal mic in, of all time, which is... Wow. There's not really one best vocal mic of all time, but it's yeah. certainly on people's top near the top of most people's lists. Um, and, you know, this this console goes back to the early 80s, and it, it has a it has a sound. It has a, you know, people describe the warm sound of analog and whatnot. And, and certainly old gear can impart a, a unique sonic signature. Um, with consoles in particular, every channel sounds a little bit different, right? And so you can get, plugins and i'm not i'm not knocking i think what modern recording technology could do is incredible and i i use it every day um but when you get a you know a, a, a channel strip a certain preamp that you're emulating on the computer it doesn't have that unpredictable variability that each different channel on the board does maybe because one of the maybe because one of the channels is starting to fail and it's starting to crackle a little bit funny story we had when mark howard was in here <laughs> after the uh, after he did his book signing, he ha he was working with an artist in Hamilton, uh, Martin Viral. Uh, I apologize if I didn't say that right. I think it's Viral, right? I think it's Viral, but Viral, yeah. Martin Viral, yeah. Um, very cool, off the wall, like really, you know, quirky. Tom Waitsy, thong kinda, writer, yeah. yeah. Nick yeah. Cave. He, keep an eye out for him for sure. Um, but uh, so he he brought Martin in and and a few different people, and he called everything up on the board and. So Mark was, was, um, you know, I was assisting him. He was engineering and what did he say? He said, we, we kind of got to the end of the allotted time. And he said, um, he said, you know, do you have time for one more song? Can we, can we push it a little bit? And I said, well, that I said, I said, if you tell me, cause I'd noticed the bass had this gnarly distortion on it. And it was really out of character with the music because it was like acoustic stuff and it had this really fuzzy, heavy bass tone. And I thought, it's out of character, but it's so cool. It was so unique and it stuck out. And he said, can we do one more song? And I said, well, yeah, but only if you tell me how you got that bass sound. And he looks at me and he says, you tell me. It's your board. It sounds clean <laughs> when I listen to it, but your board is distorting the shit out of it. <laughs> and so he'd had the preamp turned up, and right. it was just, it sounded like a like it just a really cool fuzz pedal. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so that particular preamp just distorted a little, you know, at a lower level than he expected it to, and it just had that sound. So yeah, um, that's awesome. So I think there's just the sound of gear. There's the sound of vintage gear, yeah. but there's also like the experience of it. And I think that goes a long way. Um, you know, when when I first started working out of here, I I came from, you know, like most people, I, I had over the years worked in studios. Typically, I would bring my own engineer or use the house engineer. Um, and the majority of what I would do would be in the box on, on the software. Um, so to come in here, I was already familiar with a lot of the gear, but the workflow for me is mouse and keyboard, like uh, most people. Yeah. The tactile experience of of pushing faders up, and instead of looking at a menu for a plugin, you you patch something on the patch bay and then reach over and turn the knob. 
that tactile experience changes everything. Yeah. It to huh. me, it's so much more creative. And I think even though the artists in here are not doing the engineering part, their interaction with the gear, I think, is going to have going to have a similar effect. Like it just it just it, it just fosters creativity. It just encourages it because it's you're not just staring at a screen. It somehow feels you know? a level up. Yeah. And right? it's and it somehow feels more like you're more connected to what you're doing. Yeah. You know, because as as much as again, I think modern technologies like what computers can do is just incredible today. Yeah. But it's all on the screen. Yeah. And it's it's kind of sterile in that way. You know? Yeah. So I think the interaction and of course the it's a very subjective yeah, you know, thing as well, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, for for somebody who hasn't experienced a you know, a real studio with, with, mm -hmm. you know, some classic analog gear. It's like, yeah, you know, you're that, that I guess that's where it kind of separates, you mm -hmm. know, the, yeah, I'll leave it at that. That's, <laughs> no, that's, that's fantastic. Does, does Hamilton have that open door program in the summer for like yeah. a weekend? Do you guys participate in that at all? That would, yeah. Yeah. That would it's be really cool. Yeah. yeah. And the the other thing I was going to say, just to add to that too, I think there's a third level, you know, there's, there's the sound of the gear, there's the experience of using the gear, but also in a place like this, it has a, I just think it's a creative environment. You just walk in here and you just want to be creative. Yeah. But you add to that the history and the lore and the, you know, people come in here and they really just get caught up in being here and being in the experience. And, yeah. you know, I do every day. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, you know, but but especially people who it's their first time here or, you know, they don't come very often or whatever it is, they 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 just get caught up in in how cool it is to be in a place with so much history. And, yeah, you know, it's I could just imagine yeah, being inspired as a musician coming in there and, you know, you just walk by some of the photos and stuff and just said, oh, shit, yeah. that that yeah. person, you know, cut that record here or they recorded some songs here. You know, and you pick up one of your house guitars and yeah, I can just imagine. Well, and that's the thing, too. It's not just about preserving history. It's about continuing history. You know what yeah. I mean? Making our own history. And like, you know, we we don't want to just let it kind of fall off into, you know, into story time. You know, like this is a real living place with with you know tons of vibe and character. And it's it's like all the all the stories are true. You know what I mean? And yeah. It doesn't have to end there. It's like, you know, we can just keep going and, and you know, be the next generation of stories, you know? Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Uh, Mike, Andrew, this has been fantastic. Thanks so much for your time. One last yeah. question, uh, you know, don't know if you're able to say, but, you know, who are, who are some of the artists that, that are coming in that you're excited to work with? Well, you know, what can we, as as music fans, uh, get excited to, to see what comes out of uh, the studio there? Well, I think you're going to have to just wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of unknown talent that should be known and will be known in yeah. Hamilton's yeah. a bit of a hotbed for some some really freakishly talented people. So yeah. I, I think you know the the story is yet to be written. Mm -hmm. Nice, that is awesome. Uh, my guests have been Mike Bruce and Andrew Lauzon. 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 Um, Andrew Lauzon. Um, <laughs> probably closer to the actual <laughs> Grant <laughs> Avenue Studio no, no. in Hamilton. Uh, yeah. Gentlemen, 
Thank you so much for your time. This has been a blast. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.